It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's happening, Headspacers? Oh my gosh, it's a beautiful day here in Beemore. And uh, we are here uh, giving you another show, a beautiful show, Headspace with Dr. Mike. I uh, want to give a great big shout out to my team who actually gave them the day off. <laughs> Christy is busy having a baby, and you'll be hearing about that soon. Uh, the rest of the team is having a day off, and it is just me in my home studio chilling with you all. And so I hope you don't mind that uh, we'll be hanging out a little bit. I mean, after all, it is Headspace with Dr. Mike, so uh, it's an opportunity for me to hang out with you all a little bit today, and it definitely is an honor and a privilege for this. So with that being said, I said, let's get going. Let's let's, let's see what's happening. Uh, we are excited about the fact that we are looking at the Olympics are going to happen in Tokyo in a couple of weeks. Uh, the I think I was watching the Today Show on Friday. No, no, no. Uh, it was on uh, Wednesday. And one of the things that they were doing was interviewing uh, one of the reporters that's actually over there. And he was just talking about the fact that they're over there now because they have to do a two-week quarantine. And um, so I'm guessing like the whole crew that usually goes won't be going this year like they normally do, or else they would actually be there now, wouldn't they? Um, so he was just talking about how strict it is. So uh, Japan is not playing. And you know, one of the things I realized about a lot of our Asian countries is that they, when it comes to uh, rules and regulations, regardless of how one feels about it, they do it. You know, um, they really do. I, I, I mean, I think we're hearing a lot about now some of the protests that are happening, like for instance in Hong Kong. But I think that that's a whole nother ordeal because of the fact that you have to remember Hong Kong, you know, was under British rule for so long, and then when it was handed back to communist China, a lot of the rights and liberties that they had, you know under British rule, they don't, they weren't necessarily going to have under Chinese rule. Um, I need to do some more research and just figure out what all that means though. Cause um, how, how does that work? Because yeah, so I, I got to get some more instrument just for my personal knowledge, but I digress. Let's go back to, I was just saying the point I was making was that just a lot of those countries, they take those things really seriously. So you're not trying to break those rules. And um, it's my understanding that uh, the people in Tokyo are not happy about the Olympics happening, but um, and I get it. You know, the the variants, I think they're at another letter now, another Greek letter. So what was the Delta variant? Um, so now it should be Epsilon variant. Um, it's just some sad things, and we'll talk about that in a few moments. But getting back to the Olympics, they're happening. Um, I know that a lot of us are disappointed that Shikari uh, Richardson, we were looking forward to actually seeing her. We're actually looking forward to seeing her run the 100. And um, when that kind of came out, that she failed the drug tests, uh, not for performance enhancing drugs, but for marijuana. I think it was the TCH or THC that's in her system. And I want to make sure people are clear on that. Um, you know, the rules and regulations, you know, say that that's not 
acceptable. Uh, I can't speak to what all happened with the Michael Phelps situation only because, to be honest with you, I didn't um, catch myself up on it. But it's my understanding at the time, it was more of a picture that came out where he was smoking from a bong as opposed to uh, his drug test coming up. So I can't I can't really just speak to the, the similarities. I think that there are other factors um, that have to happen. And, you know, and, and here, you know, one of the things that I do try to do is I try to look at the whole story. Um, there are some times where it's just like, it's, it's sitting here, it's like right there, but this is one of those instances where we got to really look at the whole story. And so I can't do the comparison. Uh, but what I can say is that I do appreciate Shikari and how she owned it. Uh, she owned her stuff. She owned it. She said, you know, this is what I did. Uh, and my prayer is that she's going to be able to heal from this. Uh, but we were excited because we were like, well, the suspension will be up by the time it's set to do the relay, but she was taken off of that that list as well. So she would not be running at all. And um, they had somebody on the Today Show again, talking about all the, the circumstances. And, you know, from the surface, it, it seems to make sense, but it still doesn't change the fact that everybody's just disappointed. So, um, you know what, I hope she just keeps her head up. And my, my hope is that, you know, the story that's gonna come out of the 20, uh, what is this, 2021? So it's 20, 2024 Olympics in Paris. I think that's what it is. Uh, the stories that have come out about that. And here's the here's the better part. I mean, she'll be in the Olympics in a couple of years, you know, because it was supposed to be last year. It was every four years. So now it's going to be three years from now. It's going to be the next Olympics. So um, it doesn't change the, the sting of it, but um, I know she's definitely going to be better for it. And Shikari, I want you to just kill it on the track when it's time. <laughs> um, let's see. There was a there was another issue where there was a uh, female, uh, I want to say shot putter. She did one of the field events um, where um, she, you know, was doing the national anthem, and um, she basically, um, you know, Gwen Berry, that's her name, uh, protested on metal podium. <sighs> so that's a very complicated, well, it's not really complicated, but it's just, there's a little more pieces to the puzzle that I think we have to be very mindful of. First of all, first of all, the, I, I, it's my understanding that the way the Olympic trials work, it the national anthem doesn't um, play all day like it does at the Olympics. So I think they played it once a day, and it just so happened that when she was receiving her medal, that was when it was playing. So, you know, a lot of people who are really patriotic um, would like count that as a big honor. It's like, man, like the, national the one time the National Anthem is playing during the day is the day that, you know, the one time it is, is the time when I'm on the podium. And so I get that. And so she it's my understanding that she was told that that wasn't going to be the case. And so therefore, um it ended up being the case. And so what we witnessed on the screen was just like, she was like kind of duped, duped. Um, so yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of visceral about it. <sighs> I I wish I had the team in here because we could probably talk about it a little bit more, but you know, here's where I st stand on the issue. And maybe this is just me um, being one of those people that tries to find the silver lining and everything. Um, I am under the guise that here in America, that's what we do. 
you know, if, if you, you protest in it, I think um, the, the everything about it is what it is. What I'm concerned about, and to be honest with you, I, I know a lot of people are, there are people who are voicing their concern about this, is what will this look like overseas? Um, I kind of operate under the guise of you keep your, you know, you keep your family business within the family and you don't showcase it, you know, with everybody. And so my thing is, I would feel, and this, again, this is a person who wanted to be in the Olympics, actually wanted to wrestle in the 2000 Olympics, but that's another, a whole nother story we'll talk about one day. Uh, but I wanted to be in the Olympics, but I will not be in the Olympics. And the chances of me ever making an Olympic team are like slim to none. So keep that in mind that that's who this is coming from. <laughs> uh, but I just feel as if I have two choices. Either I represent the country and all that that means, or I don't. Um, I think that when it comes to something like the Olympics, the World Cup, the World World competitions, whatever those things that are outside of our you know, purview, I think that that's where we have to, you just have to have a come to Jesus meet with yourself and decide what's more important. Um, but, but I can respect others who view it a little differently. And I think that's the difference when it comes to discourse. Um, I have some, some contemporaries who actually, you know, are ready to tar and feather these people who would do something like that. Matter of fact, I know some folk who, because the Ravens kneeled, um, Baltimore Ravens kneeled when they played one of those international games over in Europe, in uh, England, because they kneeled at it, they won't support the Ravens now because they were like, you took that overseas. I, I'm not going to do that uh, because I think, I even think that one is a little different simply because it was a game that was just played on a different environment, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? But I just think that you're you're competing to represent the country, um, and all that that means. Um, so I I I'm remaining. It remains to be seen how those things are going to be handled uh, when the Olympics happen. Um, you know, whenever I have been at the games and seen the, um, you know, something about that that national anthem played, it's, it's kind of dope. Um, so we'll see, we'll see, um, we'll see, we'll see how that plans out and, um, in the, in the days to come, but, um, congratulations to all the athletes that are going and congratulations for us. We're going to get to see it and <laughs> have something to talk about this summer. Uh, speaking of the summer, we here in, um, Maryland, uh, it kind of came out in the news that, uh, all COVID deaths, all COVID deaths in June were of unvaccinated folk. So anybody who died of COVID here in Maryland in June, uh, they were all unvaccinated. So that is something. Um, you know, I, I like to trust the out medical people that they're not padding those numbers and stuff like that. And um, you know, before we, you know, before I recorded this. I wasn't, you know, I didn't really check and see if that's the case in a lot of other places, but I can say here in Maryland, June, month of June, everybody who passed away from COVID were, did not have the vaccine. So that is something. Um, with that being said, I have been telling everybody, you know, go get the shot. I get it why people choose not to. I get it why people are hesitant to it. Um, 
I get it because I was actually, in, in all honesty, I was very hesitant at the very beginning. I was like, they are putting this out too fast. But that was more because I didn't really know what I didn't know. Then when I started researching it, and then I think what wanted, wanted for me was Freeman Hrabowski, who's the president of UMBC. He actually, he and his wife were trial. They did, they did the trial. And, um, you know, in campaigns, you know, here in, in Maryland, they've done a lot of campaigns with churches and really um, working with the churches and stuff. And he kind of talked about the fact that he got to be a part of that. And the bigger part of it was one of his former students, uh, one of his former students was actually on the, uh, the team that actually worked on it. Um, I forget which one it is. I want to say it's the Moderna, but it could have been the Pfizer. But that that kind of won me over. And I was like, all right, so people that I really respected and all this stuff. And then when I started researching the fact that the mRNA uh, technology was already there. And so it was just a matter of kind of plugging in uh, some of the, the matching and all that stuff that really um, that kind of sealed the deal for me. And then I'm going to keep it real, y'all. People that look like me that I have known of that, that had the, 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 the disease, uh, the virus didn't do very well. And uh, so I, it was one of those things where I had just made a choice. <laughs> As we talked about coming to Jesus meetings, that was one of those made a choice and opportunity presented itself. And I went in and got it. I can tell you that in our house, uh, little Mike actually got it from school. And um, Shirelle and I didn't even, we didn't even get a cough. We didn't even get a sneeze or anything like we, so that there's that. Um, so with that being said, I just, you know, I'm, I'm challenging everybody. Go if you if you get opportunity to go get it. Last little piece before I go to break. Uh, on a brighter note, America's Got Talent. Uh, you know that is a Simon Cowell from American Idol fame. Uh, he made some history because there was a young lady. I think she was nine years old, who uh, did such a good job with um, her presentation that uh you know when it came time for him to give his critique he actually had all the judges simultaneously do a golden buzzer so all four judges plus terry cruz did the golden buzzer and that doesn't happen very often and so for those who don't watch um uh, america's got talent how it goes is the people do their talent and then the judges get the buzz in, you know, what they're going to do. And the golden buzzer basically is uh, not as uh, all unanimous that they just send her straight to um, like the oh, shoot the um, what is that? It's like is this it's basically she gets to skip a whole bunch of steps. <laughs> and. Um, he, he said, um, as I said, turning up in terms of your career is really important. However, we're not going to give you a yesterday, Kyle said, to massive uproar from the audience. We're going to do something else we've never, ever done on the show before. We're giving you something special. On the count of five, all four judges plus crews hit the coveted golden buzzer at once, sending Brinkers, Brinkers straight to the live show round. Uh, so basically what that is, is that, you know, these are the preliminaries. So what we're watching now are the preliminaries that were already taped. Um, the live show is like almost like the semifinals or whatever you want to call it. It's like when you're really, really in the competition and she was sent straight to that. So she didn't have to go through the, the audition process. And I just think that's dope. Um, I just think that's dope. I think that's great. And I'm excited to see. I may actually watch it a little bit more um, because of that. 
birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael, clients of his, as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit them up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, GWalt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. So today's Heads Up um, is basically posing the question, are we settling or are we standing by? Are we settling or are we standing by? Uh, when I think about this topic, I think of the movie Karate Kid. Now, this is the newer version. I, I'm a huge fan of the, the, the cult classic um, with Dan, you know, Ralph Macchio and uh, Pat Morita. Absolutely. Um, real huge fan of Cobra Kai. But I did like, and I, I may be in the minority here, I actually did like uh, the, the, the revisit of it by with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. I loved it. I thought it was great. It gave a new, it just gave a new feel to it. Uh, plus, it took it out of the Jap Japanese context and put it in a Chinese context. Um, I think Taraji P. Ensign was in it too. I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the story that they went with. Uh, it, it kept me engaged. It was really good. I actually, whenever it's on, I, I try to watch it again because I just really enjoyed it. And um, there was a moment where Jackie Chan's character is working with Jaden's character, who Jaden is the, you know, the Karate Kid. And they he takes him up to this like mountain retreat. And this mountain retreat has a whole bunch of folk that are training in Kung Fu. I think it's Kung Fu. Um, you know, this, this, this Chinese version of martial arts and it's like a retreat place. And one of the things that Jaden Smith's character uh, knows is that there's one of the women, she's on a perch and there's a cobra on the other end of the perch and she's just making little subtle movements, but not much. And the, the snake is actually, you know, everything the snake does, she does. And so um, Jaden Smith's character basically comments back to Jackie Chan's and says, you know, she wasn't really doing anything. And he was like, no. You know, he said, well, all she was doing was mimicking what the what the snake was doing. And he said, no, you didn't you didn't see the same thing I saw. It was the snake was mimicking what she was doing. I, I appreciate that. But the other part that really struck to me, stuck to me was the fact that he said, being still and doing nothing are very different things. Being still and doing nothing are very different things. And you know, that really ministered to me on several fronts, but I think at the time, what it ministered to me the most about was the fact that we can make ourselves be busy, but are we really busy doing something, right? Uh, being here from the East Coast, it is all about, you know, the rat race and movement, movement, movement. You know, we're so close to New York, the city that never sleeps. Uh, you know, it's not uncommon for things to be available 
to eat. Matter of fact, we're going away to Niagara Falls. And one of the things I was thinking about was we're going to have to make sure we eat at a decent time because there's no guarantee there's going to be something open late night, you know, because, you know, it's a different environment. And so here, you know, here in Maryland, you know, we don't take time to really rest and uh, what well, we do, but we're learning to do that. But everything's about go, go, go. And when I moved to Ohio and went to college in Ohio and lived there, I didn't notice it was a slower pace for me. Matter of fact, there were times it was actually a little too slow for me. Uh, but one of the things that I did appreciate about it was you could actually be still. And when you talk about the idea of being still and doing nothing are completely different, very different things. What that really says to me is to recognize that just because a person is not going, going, going doesn't mean that they're not doing anything. Um, a great example of that is, you know, I did my time on Biggest Loser. I mean, I think it's not like I'm on, I went to jail or something, but I did my time on Biggest Loser. And one of the things that I came back from that experience with was that <laughs> if I wasn't breaking into a whole bunch of sweat, I wasn't really working out. And it kind of directed everything I did. Like when I went and decided I wanted to do yoga, I was like, well, I have to do hot yoga because that's where I'll sweat. <laughs> Um, and little did I realize that just because you're sweating doesn't mean that you're doing something. Just because you're not sweating doesn't mean you're not doing anything, right? And it's it's the whole idea that being still and doing nothing are are very different things. And with that being said, I look at the idea of settling or standing by. You know, a lot of times, not moving to the next thing right away does not mean that we're just settling. It may mean that you know. More, more or not, more often than not, it could be standing by for what may be ahead. But I think a lot of times we kind of get into that, you know, that kind of rhythm of, well, you're not doing anything, so you're not moving. And, you know, um, you know, especially when you're around career, other career minded individuals, the social media doesn't help with that. Right. Because how many times have we seen folk on social media, especially when you see some folk that weren't really about much when you were growing up and now they're doing like all this stuff and you're like, uh, how are they doing all that? And this is what I'm doing. It's okay. Because in the long run, you're going to be possibly in a better position. Listen, just because you haven't jumped at what appears to be the great big opportunity um, doesn't always mean that you're settling. Many people have found that the grass is not truly green on the other side. I mean, how many times do you know of people that made the move, you know, they left an awesome opportunity. They had a, they had a decent arrangement, and they you know they're gonna make between twenty and forty thousand more a year. And that sounds that sound pretty decent, but then they start looking back and realize, man, like, yeah, but to one, too much is given, much is required, right? But then number two, I actually had a real good opportunity because everything wasn't just about the money, and I think that's something that we got to think about. Just because you're not moving to the next thing does not mean that you're that you're settling. It's just meaning that, you know what, I'm standing by for what is right. Listen, here in, in, in Baltimore, I know a lot of people that that flock, you know, want that opportunity to work in D.C., either for the federal government in D.C. or work for um, D.C. government. They pay very well. And, you know, I know several people that are like they're talking about that making that move. And then what they find is. You know what? At the end of the day, was it really worth the move? Now, now for the record, there are a lot of people that I know that are very happy that they made the move. So I don't want to make a generalized statement that they're not. But there are some that are thinking, you know what? 
the commute that I have to deal with, and this is before COVID, of course, the commute I have to make. I mean, by the time I, I get up in the morning, I got to get up real early. I got to get to work. By the time I get home, my kids are asleep when I leave. They're asleep when I wake up. Is that the kind of life that you want to live? You know, you, you're up so early that you, you're in bed. And then on the weekends, you're trying to catch up on your sleep, which we all know is impossible to catch up on sleep. But listen, I've tried, right? <laughs> um, the cutthroat atmosphere. It's like, man, it's ruthless. And then not to mention, you become a smaller fish in a huge ocean, not even a, a bigger pond. It's a huge ocean. And you start realizing the grass was truly greener on the, it wasn't greener on this side of things. Like the, the, what I had to pay is not really worth what I'm taking in. And some people were asking that question, settling or standing by. Um, I'm so grateful that um, I waited. You know, I, I got married at 32. I think I was 32 when I got married. Yes. Uh, I got married when I was 32. And you know, that's a little later. You know, it's not overly late, but it's a little later. But Sharia was right for me. And I had other opportunities for other people. And this is not discrediting them. They just, we weren't right for each other. And that's okay. You know, actually, had I stayed in those situations, we would have been settling. Matter of fact, I think of a couple of those relationships that they've since found something better than me that fit for them and I'm rooting for them. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's it. And I'm hoping they're rooting for me because I found a situation that's awesome. I have a woman who loves me, who supports me. I love her. I support her. Um, and so we didn't settle. We stood by for what God had for us. And so I want to challenge you all to really think about the concept of settling versus standing by. And that's my heads up. is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head -head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. Make sure you hit us up on uh, Headspace DM, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you send out to your friends. You can also check us out on YouTube, Headspace DM. Make sure you do that. Share, share, share with everybody. Headspace DM on Facebook. Let's start a Headspace movement. Um, we had a great opportunity with the 30 and 60 challenge, and uh, I'm getting ready to ramp up for another one. Um, I think uh, in, the, in August, uh, I'm going to actually ramp up another one as we get ready to hunker down for the fall. Uh, and so uh, be on the lookout for the next 30 and 60 challenge. I tell you what, um, look, I lost close to 60 pounds in my last one. So we're going to get this done uh, one way or the other. I think it was just nice to have the camaraderie. I still have the group listed. So make sure you uh, get out there. We want to do this 30 and 60 because it is important that there's some things that you need to get done. I was, I was talking to a friend of mine who was just talking about the fact that being intentional is extremely important. Like just being intentional, like actually taking some time to be intentional about what it is that I'm trying to get done. Uh, that's important. You know, just having the opportunity to sit down and say, all right, I'm going to dedicate 30 minutes to just doing this thing. Right. And some of them actually said, you know what? It ended up where well, I ended up making it 60 minutes to do this thing. And 
the more time, of course, you put into something, the more you're going to reap from it uh, in a quicker time, right? Um, that's just that's just it. It's the, it's it's, it's uh, I don't know what law it would be, but you get it. <laughs> the more you put, the more time you put into it, you're gonna you're gonna yield a better dividend because you've you've invested more time into it. So um, we're gonna be getting the thirty and sixty back there. I want to hear from you all about what are some things that um, the thirty and sixty challenge did for you, or what are some things that you want to be intentional about? And you just haven't seen me. It's not always about weight loss. For me, that's the space that I'm in because I'm clear that um, that's an area of my life that Satan has really tried to rock for me um, because uh, it's that area that deflates me and then I can't operate at my full potential. And I don't know about you, but, you know, all of us have that kryptonite and my weight is my kryptonite. I, I'll admit it. It's my kryptonite. Um, it's a big thing for me. Um, because it's that thing I just can't seem to 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 conquer. It's a daily, a daily endeavor, right? Um, I have to be very intentional about it. I, I think about it. It's something I have to think about, and really, just every move I make about it has to be intentional. I got to put it in my calendar because it's that important to me. But I'm clear that that's an area that once I really, and the Lord's working with me on this because I can't do it by myself. Um, once I really am able to settle in on it, then it's like, that's when the magic happens, right? Um, and I know other people are watching me so that they can get inspiration and not that I'm doing it because I want other people to get it. I'm really doing it for myself and my family first. Um, ultimately I'm doing it to please God because, you know, I, I, I want to represent him well. And as a, a, you know, as an ambassador of his, I want to look good for him. You know, um, I want to represent him well. And one of those areas of representing him well is in the form of being a good a, a good steward of the body that he's given me. Um, and so that's the area for me. But I know some others. And, and also, believe it or not, there were some areas of business for me that I, I was very intentional about as well uh, that I need to get back into. And, and um, I was talking to Crystal. We had her on the show not too long ago, and she was working on her devotional and uh, Crystal Frowner, you were working on your devotional, and I'm eager to hear, you know, where you left off on that. What, what's the next thing? So, what are y'all in the chat? Tell me, what, are you, what is it that y'all are working on? What are you being intentional about? Uh, what it is that you are hoping to get? You know, uh, there's something about that 30 and 60 challenge. It's really dedicating the time to be focused and be, um, you know, in, intentional. Intentional is a big word, right? Intentional, like that you're actually setting out for the specific reason of doing A, B, and C. That's intention. And so we always got to think about what is it that we're being intentional about? Um, there's a great song, Travis Green, I think says it, um, it um, God's intentional and he's intentional and never failing. Like God is very intentional in what he does. Uh, matter of fact, you know, and those that study the Bible, you know, everything we, everything there is to know about him, he has revealed it in his word. He was intentional, right? How he made creation was intentional. Uh, how he set up the body was intentional. How he set up the earth was extremely intentional, right? There's there's a reason for it that we may never know in our lifetime, but one day it may come to pass. Ah, that's why he did it that way. He's intentional. And so with that being said, if, if you start looking through 
uh, the Bible and see that God, who has told us to model our lives after him and be ambassadors for him, is intentional. Well, that's a characteristic we should probably stick to, too. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not I'm not trying to be funny or nothing, but I mean, look, that's, that's what we need to start doing, being intentional about it. What is it you need to be intentional about? Let's keep it real. What is it you need to be intentional about? Because I think sometimes what ends up happening is, let's keep it real, we keep playing around with it for whatever reason. Sometimes we play around with it, not because we're trying to play around with it, but because we're scared of what could happen if it does become or what we could become. Sometimes we're playing around with it because we can't make up our mind that that's what we want. Sometimes we're playing around with it because we believe the lie that we can't do it, right? And so we have to set ourselves to be intentional. So one way that you be intentional is you go into your calendar. I use Google Calendar for everything. I connect my my personal calendar with my work calendar just to make sure that they're at, you know, I just want to make sure all of it's there uh, because I don't want to schedule something and all of a sudden I miss out on something else because they're on separate calendars. So I don't necessarily, I you know, Google Calendar, set it on Google. You know, Google, if you want to sponsor me, bruh, y'all can. <laughs> Um, you know, throw that out there, right? But um, they're not sponsoring or anything, but I'm just speaking on it. I, it works. Like I, I have several different calendars. And, to do so, and what's nice when you go on it, you can click off which one so that you can just see certain things or you can have them on so that way you can get a, a bird's eye view of things. Put it in your calendar. Like you don't have to wait for a 30 and 60 challenge to get something done. Just go and put it in your calendar. Put it safe from this time to this time. This is what I'm going to do and make it a rock in your calendar. That's what intentional is. Being intentional is surrounding yourself in a community of people that are like-minded. Because see, what ends up happening is we end up finding ourselves in other groups and they're not like-minded. And then we expect to get the benefits of a like-minded group, but we're not with like-minded people. And then you're getting frustrated and thinking something's wrong with you when actually it's the people that you're with and I'm making you feel like you're crazy. Why? You're in, listen, if you are a colored sock and you're in the midst of a whole pile of white socks, you're going to feel kind of different because you're a colored sock. Well, you need to go find other colored socks. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I'm just, I, there's a mismatch, mix match going on or mismatch going on. And you're wondering why it's not working. Because you're not being intentional. Not being intentional. So we got to be in, more intentional. So um, business, relationships. Look, there's some things you may, you may not have experienced love in the house that you grew up in. I, I had a friend that was talking about that. I, you know, I was blessed um, that I had love all in my family. Um you know, I had love. Um, both I had both parents there. You know, sure, um, dad is my stepdad, but he raised me. I mean, you know, he raised me. Um, and he truly loves my mom, and, and my mom truly loves him. They get on each other's nerves. I mean, I don't know any couple that's been together, shoot, let's see, 39 years. Wow, 39 years. That means we probably need to do something special for their 40. I'll make sure I... <laughs> Pay attention to that. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I mean, you can't be together that long and not get on each other's nerves at some point. I mean, that's just real. But, you know, it takes intentional. Like some days you just have to be intentional about what you're going to do. I've I've been in the game for 11 years. And, you know, there's times we have to do be intentional about it. You know, we're going away on a, a trip with a couple, a couple of the couples. And it's important that we do that. Like, it's important that we're intentional about those things when it comes to our relationships. You know, especially with a marriage, you got to you got to you got to treat it right. You know, one of the things I tell I tell Mike, little Mike is, look, after you gone, we still going to be together. So there are things that we have to still keep doing. Um, Because we're going to still be together. Like right now, you know, little Mike is a distraction for 18, 19 years. You know, hopefully he'll be ready, you know, as much as you know, I hate to see the little boy grow up at the same time. He got to grow up and get out and we still going to be together. Right, so you gotta be intentional about this. So there's some things you may need to do. If you if you're not if you're not very um, you know you're not very uh, passionate and stuff like that. Well, you may need to start finding some ways to showcase that. Put that in your calendar. I don't know. I mean, just the whole idea here is making sure we're being intentional. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike Show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. So talking about intentional, uh, you know, some of you are workaholics. You got to be intentional about taking off. Um, you got to be intentional about unplugging. Um, I, I was reading something the other day that was talking about how we actually, there is a drug that all of us are addicted to, and it is our cell phones. Social media is a drug in itself. I think um, uh, it was a report somewhere where they did some brain scans and basically they were saying that the responses were similar to a person like on cocaine or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> i believe it though it's like when i saw that i was like yeah that, that sounds about right it does though like when you hear stories about drug you know drug addicts and stuff like that like they they have to have it you know, how many times have you taken your phone into the bathroom? I mean, the bathroom used to be a, well, no, <laughs> TMI, I know, but the bathroom was my place. It was like my place of solitude. Like I, I would get some good reading done in the bathroom growing up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would get some good reading done in the bathroom growing up. Um, <laughs> how many times have you taken the phone in the bathroom? You know, now with the pandemic, I mean, You've probably been in several meetings sitting on the toilet, haven't you? <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> sitting right on the toilet. If only if only people on the other side of that Zoom call knew where their meeting was being conducted. <laughs> it's so gross, but it's so true. Um, I'm not speaking from personal experience, though, so I want to make sure I, I make sure it's very clear. 
But you all are aware that any meeting that I was attending, uh, I was where I was supposed to be when I was attending the meeting. So don't you go report that. <laughs> uh, but you got to be intentional about, about, you know, disconnecting. Seriously, like, I'm plugging. What does that look like? What does that mean? What does that, what, 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 what does that entail? It's hard though, right? It's hard to disconnect. It's hard. I mean, you're so you're attached at the hip. Wake you wake up, and the first thing you do is, you know, you go and I'll grab the phone before I go to the bathroom, and then get distracted by what I saw on the phone and forget to go to the bathroom. That's pretty silly, right? I feel a little judged. <laughs> I'm glad the team isn't here. Because I think they'd be judging me. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, though, um, you got to be intentional about taking a break. And taking a break does not mean that you have to spend a whole bunch of money. Does not mean that you have to, um, you know, go to the, you know, I don't know, the Maldives. So I'm taking a break is to stand at home. Ooh, excuse me, I'm sorry, y'all. Oh, I'm myself, I guess. Um, <laughs> taking a break is sometimes it's just staying at home doing a staycation. Um, you know, I think I think back to the pandemic, and one of the things I will probably miss the most about the pandemic was, and this goes back to some of what I was saying a little earlier how things slowed down and I didn't realize how much I really needed the slowdown. Like it was, it was great. I think the hardest part about this transitioning back to life, back to life, back to reality. I think the biggest first, most frustrating part about it is getting over like, man, I actually, uh, I saw some, rest. I actually had rest. Like once I got over the initial, let's keep it real. The first few weeks was not, I wouldn't go back to that um, because, you know, it was just so new, so different. So it was happening so fast. Like, you know, I go to work. We read on the news that New York is shutting down a piece of New York. California shutting down. Like we see all this stuff. And then all of a sudden we find out we're shutting down. And then indefinitely, like it became indefinite. Like every week, the announcement got deeper and deeper. And it was like, I remember the first week, um, you know, it was it was stressful. And it wasn't, you know, my family was great, but it was like, I was worried about them. I was worried about everybody at work. I was worried about my family. It was the unknown. Like it was the, oh my gosh, like I actually could catch this. And this is what happens if you catch, like it really was, it really was crazy. And I, you know, I look back and I think the media got a hard, you know, the media always gets, somebody has to be the bad guy and somebody has to be the antagonist. And um, I think the media antagonist, is, is the antagonist or the protagonist? Uh, I think they're the protagonist. I think the media kind of got that, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, but I do appreciate that they were showing us the pictures of it. Um I think that it was so devastating that 
while I do believe, you know, it would have been nicer, you know, it would be nice to have led with, you know, I don't know about led with, but have heard early on more about how people are recovering from it. It still didn't change the fact that so many people died, right? And so I, that whole, I just think about those three weeks. I didn't sleep well at night because I was working from home and I was kind of stressed out. The, the night was so quiet. And so it was like, I would get stuff done. It was, because I, I was in meetings most of the day for work. And then, so it was like at night was when I actually could get work done. And, um, and then I was just dealing with my own self. But then after the first three weeks, it was like, okay, all right. And then after the first few months, <laughs> It was like, whoa, like I didn't believe how much my my life, how busy it had been and how now all of a sudden it's not. It was so nice, y'all. It really was. It was really nice. It was nice to just be able to chill and to be and um, I'm going to miss that. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to miss that. And I was trying to go into the new normal, um, you know, downsized, but I don't know that I'm totally successful. <laughs> I don't know how y'all feel about that. Like, what, what about y'all? What were some things that kind of came up for you? Um, when you, when you think about the pandemic, like, yeah, there was some bad sides to it. Um, I, I don't, I don't deny that at all. But at the same time, I'm eager to hear what was some of the the pieces that you're going to miss about it. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, Any Media. For any media, for anything, contact us so we can create. Yeah, what are some things you're going to miss? Um, one thing I won't miss is the extra price on DoorDash. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, um, that DoorDash was my, I use DoorDash probably the most only because I ended up getting that little, um, the nine ninety nine thing. So you don't get to, it. If you use it enough, it pays itself for itself. But, um, Uber Eats was ridiculous. It was Uber expensive. Um, and Grubhub, I don't even know, did Grubhub stay a thing? Um, but I'm eager to see how things are going to pan out in the future. Um, I'm going to miss uh, as much as I, I'm not, i not. I'll be honest with you. I was not a huge fan of online training. Um, I'm actually going to miss that a little bit. Um, the convenience of it. And by the way, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. I think it's just going to look different. I think it's going to be something that's going to be a little more normalized um, in such a way that, you know, it's just going to be a thing that, you know, I think once they start getting the virtual reality technology really where it needs to be, I wouldn't be surprised if training rooms become like holodecks like they have on Star Trek um, Next Generation. 
um, and Deep Space Nine and all that. I think that I think that um, it's going to look different. I don't. Um, I'm scheduled to go to a couple of conferences away from Baltimore. I'm look. I'm actually looking forward to just traveling again. Uh, but right now, just traveling, it's not. That's not fun. Um, and I think uh, oh, the travel piece is going to be interesting in itself because where I'm at with it is wondering: Are some of these things going to be a new normal? Because remember, you know, back in the day, for those that are a little older. Um, we used to actually be able to go to the airport, go through security, and sit at a gate if you weren't flying anywhere. Like you could actually go and go with somebody to, you know, see them off or go to the gate and meet them when they came. You know, they, they you watch their plane pull up, you can be there with flowers and stuff and then walk with them to baggage claim. I remember dropping people off at the airport or people dropping me off at the airport, seeing me get on the plane and then they leave. Um, and then I remember 9-11 happened and that went away. And uh, it, a lot, I mean, my son will never know that. He'll never know that that was a thing, right? Um, but yeah, that was a thing. You could go and do that. Um, and so I just wonder what about travel is going to be, you know, be that way. Um, it, it's funny. We talked about the Asian culture. I mean, the, the bass, they were doing this. They would, I've been on so many flights where Asian folk, you know, had their their mask on. Uh, and so I think that um, I wonder where that's going to be. Um, I'll let you guys know because I'll be flying in a couple weeks. And I just remember, you know, it's just the mask thing. I get it. And I'm I'm a huge fan of it. But whew, it's not it's not fun to lug all this around with <laughs> that thing on your face. Um, but I get why we have it. So I'm not, um, it's not a complaint, just an observation. Right. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I will miss, I'll miss what the simplicity. That's one thing I don't miss, um, with the pandemic is the, the travel piece and how we couldn't do it. Um, but anyway, it's been kind of fun just thinking about that. Like uh, we talked about being intentional, but then kind of making this transition into the new normal and just reflecting on that. Like, I just, you know, what is that going to be like? You know, what is, what is the new normal going to be like? Where, where are we going to land? Right. We talk about plane and to get it. Land. Where are we going to land with all this? You know, once the pandemic is really behind us, uh, where are we going to end up landing? I, it's funny to me that before the pandemic, we had the whole thing with the blip on Marvel, the Marvel universe, you know, with the blip and with Thanos and the, the the stones and all that stuff. And then we had the pandemic. And so in many ways, we had our own blip. The saddest thing about ours, though, is that um, the people didn't come back. Right? So um, I never want to lose sight of that. Uh, but we had our own blip. You know, we will always talk about the great pandemic of 2020. 2020 was a year, wasn't it? I mean, and you know what's funny? 2020, we walked into it with such expectation. Like, I was just, it was going to be a great year. You know, it was the year that we were going to have the Olympics and all this other stuff. And it's like, um, yeah, that's not happening in 2020. <laughs> Yeah, that's not happening in 2020, but we'll hold my beer. We're going to give it to you in 2021. Um, 
yeah i don't know i just uh it was great to kind of just sit back and think about like what that what that really is going to be like <laughs> oh lord have mercy that's going to be interesting what is that going to be like what where are we going to end up landing when it's all said and done the headspace with dr mike show on all social media platforms at headspace dm we want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show we also value what's important to you and your community dm your show ideas to us on instagram or facebook the next time you log on you may hear dr mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart Well, looking forward to some upcoming shows. I am, uh, as we're doing uh, our vacation month, uh, we're actually recording sessions and broadcasting them in our slot uh, because we're not going to be doing them live. Case in point, that's why this episode is being recorded when it is, um, because uh, we still are committed to providing the episodes, but at the same time, we got to be intentional about our rest too, right? So we had to go ahead and make that schedule. Uh, I got some brothers coming on who are going to give us a great big Christian perspective of CRT, critical race theory. Uh, just really kind of talk about it. Um, there's a lot of talk that's out there about CRT and it's of the devil. Um, it is not. Um, I, will, I can say that. Um, I think that... <laughs> There's some people that are fussing and fighting about it that didn't even know it was a thing until it became a thing, right? So um, I think we just have to be very mindful when we when we do that. And so I bring in some folk on that kind of talk about that. I'm definitely going to bring some old guests back that I said I wanted to expand on. Like I definitely want to bring uh, Dr. Barr, Tina Barr, who did a great job as a guest with um, talking about the um, parole and the people who were uh, convicted wrongfully. Uh, and I'm going to kind of bring her back so we can kind of really dig into that and give that some time that it deserves. Um, There's a whole lot of just opportunities that we're going to expand on. So it's coming forward. But with that being said, I just wish you all many of God's blessings upon each and every one of you. Uh, I just, I wish you all the, what it is that you're asking for, asking for. One thing I, I do know about God is that he does not necessarily give us what we ask for, but he always gives us what we need, right? Um, that's why when you start thinking about the dynamics of a prayer, you know, we send the prayer out, the Holy Spirit kind of guides us what to say and sends it up to the Father, right? And by the time it gets up to him, it's already been worked out. We don't even know what to pray. That's why sometimes when we're just groaning to him, he pities every groan. Ah, thank you, God. With that being said, I wish you all of many God's blessings. I love you all. Uh, thank you all for just being a great support of Headspace with Dr. Mike. And until we shall meet again, see you next week. Love y'all. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.